Good day everyone, you're listening to Time for Your Hobby, and this is episode 51, Why Should I Believe You? I'm your host Alex, and today I have the honor to have Diego as my guest on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, great, beautiful day here in California. Yeah, it's, you know what, it's actually beautiful here too, so uh, I'm sure it's a lot warmer where you are than where I am, but uh, at least it's sunny, it's not raining, that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about debating, but before we do that, I'm sure everybody wants to know a little bit more about Diego. Well, I'm, my name is Diego Pais. I'm 21 years old. I'm a college student. I'm like a sophomore year of college, community college. I was born and raised in Colombia. I moved almost four, four years ago in 2015 to United States for college. And yeah, I've been debating for a year and a half now. So how did you get introduced to debating? So what happened is our, co- our college offered like a debate for like a communication studies area or communication study credits. They offer like, you know, public speaking or like how to write a speech. And they offer also debate. My sister was the uh, person that took that class. She liked it a lot. She learned about the team and the coach recruited her and she told me about it. So I went to one of the meetings and then I was trying to join the team. When I found out about the team and I tried to join, they told me I needed to take one of those communication class first in order to join the team. Uh, I didn't to, I didn't have any communication story credits, but I told them like, hey, just let me be here for a month. If you guys like me, just let me be here. And they did, and they recruited me, and they, I don't know, they overdid the system, and now I became part of the team without taking any communication classes. Did you have to like debate your way to convince them to take you? <laughs> yeah, kind of like I need to like show off and be like, yeah, I'm here. I'm going to put the energy, the work, just give me the chance. And that's how I did it. That's how I joined the team. So you said your sister was part of the deb- debate team as well, or is interested in debating. I don't know if you can judge, but who would you say is a better debater between you and your sister? Oh, okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we are partners in one of the type of debaters. So that's like, we both have our difference, but to be honest, she's way better than I, I, I am. Like she have, she have the work ethic. She have the, uh, no, the dedication. She's up. Uh, she wants everything perfect. I'm more like with a goal. Like I can work. I can work with what I have. But she always wants to have it all. <laughs> so I think that's a really good quality in debate. And like if you see your assignments, my, mine are good, but hers are like rich, rich in perfection. So yeah, yeah, my sister. I will say my sister. Would you say you have the same style of debating as your sister or you developed your own style? They have different styles. So like the way the way I put it and the way actually way our coach put it is like I'm the one that can tell you everything and expand arguments. So I can if you told me something like I'm trying to argue about something, I can just go and like tell you a lot of stuff about it and make the structure. And then my sister is something that we call like in poly debate is a machine gun. She have no control, but she just like start blasting uh, bullets in this case arguments. So my job is like find the the weak point or the clash in the debate and then put my sister in that weak point and my sister will start attacking and attacking and attacking and attacking so yeah like she's more like organizing two arguments she will pull like way more logic and i'm more like okay i have all this evidence here you go he's my sister she's gonna tell you why this evidence is important go (laughs) and that's how i will i will say it Wow. So I have to also ask, when you and your sister get into a disagreement and you have to, I wouldn't say argue, but debate, how does that usually turn out? Who wins if there's a winner? Uh, this is outside of debating, like professional debating. This is just family. So when you and your sister disagree on something. Oh, uh, well, I would say like, in the, like 
most of the time, like when we argue at our house, like we always try to like use like, you know, logic stuff when we are outside logic. I think she like, there's not a winner. I just back out because I hate confronting and I hate uh, problems and I hate like fighting and arguing with somebody that I want to. So it's like every time we go in an argument, it's like, ah, yeah, whatever. And I just leave. <laughs> but yeah, like if, if, if you start, if I keep, I know if I keep going arguing, if I keep going arguing, it will be a nonstop, nonstop, non nonstop until like somebody just get tired. So yeah, like when we argue at home, you just, I just, I just back out. I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever, whatever you said. Bye. <laughs> Bye. I'm leaving. And I'm sure she doesn't like that. But uh, yeah, moving on, uh, what would you say is the best part about debating on a personal and emotional level? On a personal level and emotional also, like it give me like confidence. So like when I stand there, when I stand up on the podium or in the classroom and in front of the judges, uh, it just confidence. Like you, you need to go to that round knowing your stuff. Even, even if you know, you don't know all the facts, even if you think like you didn't have enough time to preparation, you need to enter that room thinking I'm winning this and I'm going to win it with what I got and I'm fighting with what I got and I'm going to win it. So like that confidence at the beginning, you just start having in the rounds and then it goes, it starts developing. So like every time I go to do something, like I have that confidence, I'm going to start this winning it and doing it right because that's what I do and that's what I'm preparing for. So that's going that's how debating have been help, helping me like emotionally, just that confidence start growing on me every time I, I practice it and practice and it start developing and growing into my life. So, yeah. And I would imagine, let's say during a debate and you're fully confident going in, and let's say something happens where the opponent says something to break your confidence. How do you build yourself to get more confidence to continue and finish the debate and win? Just prove them wrong. <laughs> so like in, in a debate, like everything's an argument. You just need to prove the judge why your argument is better. Well, of course, you cannot attack somebody in a personal level, like, you know, race, gender, ethnicity nationality but the way i get attacked the most is because of my accent so it's really hard for some people to understand so most of the times i get like clear like spoke, speak clear like i cannot understand you blah 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 so i just like earn that argument and it's like hey if you don't understand what i'm saying why should you win why should you be debating here like you need to know your stuff you need to understand a debate if not you're doing you're not a great debater so yeah, like the best way to get back your confidence after like they, they, they destroy you in a debate is just prove why they're wrong and just earn whatever they're saying and just turn it, turn their arguments against them. You know what? It's interesting that you say that because you see a lot of this in politics where the politicians don't necessarily talk about their plan of action, why their point is right. They start attacking the other politicians, the character, which is proof that they have nothing else to talk about except for the other person rather than what they can offer. So I see that as when they say, oh, we can't understand you. They're just finding excuses. But really, I, I think I understand everything you're saying. So either their ears are blocked with a lot of earwax or they're not paying attention, but you speak clearly. I understand everything you're saying. So for you, what would you say is your preferred type of debate? So let's say it's politics, education, sports, human rights, or anything in between. Environmental, environmental topics, climate change, all that is my favorite. Every time we do like brief assignments where we need to do like research, environmental is my to go. My coach know it, like they always assign me like environmental stuff. Today, I just came back from a, a debate meeting and like we, we make assignments and environmental was my thing. Everything about like the new green deal, climate change, that's all my favorite. That's my 
strong position. I know a lot, a lot of stuff about it, and I'm always looking for more information. So yeah, that's that's those are my favorite because for me it's like more personal because my my life in my my goal life is like become an environmental lawyer in order to protect the environment, and I've been trying to do it for like a long time, and it, I've been raised in this you know environmental household and school. So like for me, every, every environmental debate is personal. So like, you know, you earn it and you like it and then you're passionate, more passionate about it. So, yeah. You know, that's very honorable of you. And I commend you for that. Thank you very much for caring about the environment and speaking your mind about it. And is there a specific situation or problem occurring in the environment that is close to you right now? Whether not necessarily global warming is close to everybody, but let's say something that's happening where you're living right now or from back home or happening in another country that's really close to you. I would say like the closest to me is like at this moment, like deforestation. So I used to, you know, I, I was, I live in Colombia and over the deforestation is pretty bad and how like they, they treat the Amazons and how all the Amazon rates for it. So like a loosened territory and all the trees are like basically, you know, dying and being cut down. So like most of the people like right now, you know, about the straw, the straw, the plastic straw crisis and all that stuff. Like, yeah, it's great, but they, there's deforestation going on in the Amazon rainforest. Like, why we don't target that? You know what I mean? So yeah, the first issue for now is like kind of like close to home because Colombia, like the Amazon rain, uh, Amazon rainforest is part of Colombia territories. So it's like, oh, they are talking actually my actual home. So yeah. It's unfortunate that the society tends to focus on one thing and can't think about anything else in the meantime. Well, when it comes to climate change, it's there's multiple factors. Now, I feel like this is no longer about debate. This is about the environment. Uh, so let's, <laughs> let's go back to debating because this is all about you. Do you have a preferred style of strategy? So what works best for you when you come in? Do you come in aggressive or do you come in more passive and try to study your opponent? Oh, aggressive. If you don't go aggressive, you're losing. Uh, yeah, you need to enter to the room, own it and, and be I, like, don't get me wrong, like debate communities it's friendly it's open-minded it's a, everything you can wish for a community a friendly community welcoming like if you're new it's not like they're gonna humiliate you around but when you start debating and the time starts you need to go with all you got like you need to in your first speech you need to put all your arguments on the table and after that you pick your winners you pick your losers and you win the debate so uh, aggressively it's the, the thing like like i i don't know like in debate you need to there's come there's something called like fast reading or fast talking, like you, you need to speak really fast. And uh, for a debate, let's say like a regular debate round, I need to read uh, between seven to 11 pages of information in seven minutes. So I need to go aggressively, say everything I have, don't let a second to waste. And just basically, yeah, just bomb everybody. Just take it all, destroy it all in the first seven minutes. If you don't do it, you're already losing the debate. Speaking of which, it sounds like you do a lot of preparation for this. What is your training routine to improve your debating skills? I'm sure you practice your speech over and over again, but do you have any other techniques? Let's say you practice in front of your sister or in front of a mirror or any other way. Our best way, the way we're doing it right now, like for the summer break is brief, brief. So we do brief. It's like when we create, they give you a, like a subject and you create a case. So like you create like the affirmative or like the, yeah, like in favor side and then the negation or like a, uh, opposition side, you create it and you're supposed to create one per week. Uh, so it takes a lot of time, takes a lot of research, but that's how you mostly prepare because if you know already the information, the arguments you just follow. 
So that's another way, like, yeah, uh, um, speed trials is another thing when like you read your stuff, you time yourself, then you start reading, reading again with putting and in between each word. So you basically will be like Diego and Pais and recording and podcast and, and then you go again, go again, you do it two three times in a row and then you record your time the last time and you see how much improve. Uh, also like speed, uh, speed debates when like you just do like one or two speeches because you want to like improve in certain areas or certain strategies. So like your coach tells like, okay, we're going to debate about this. You're going to do, do this, uh, uh, this strategy and you guys going to refute this. And they, they give you feedback on how you did it, how you don't, uh, also will I have my sister inside debated too. So like I just talk to the talk to her about like strategies and stuff. It's almost like everything we do is like most like information wise and like investigation and research wise. Okay. And do you tend to do, let's say, tongue twisters? Because you said that you have a condensed amount of time to give out your 12 pages within seven minutes. Do you practice like tongue twisters like uh, Sally Seashells by the seashore or something like that? So you learn how to fully enunciate your words and give out all the information within the time because i feel like sometimes when i do presentations i stumble on my words uh i don't pra i should i should practice that animation but i don't <laughs> do it <laughs> what i do is i start reading faster the faster i can with a pen in my mouth to i don't know that my coach told me like that's a good strategy so i that's what i do and that's her practice and that's how you like you will start remembering how to like move your mouth and all that stuff and like how to vocalize while you do it while reading fast. Uh, but yeah, I should, I should try to do some tongue twists and see if it works. <laughs> and so you've trained so much, you prepared so much. Has it ever happened to you that in the middle of your speech, you completely forgot what you're trying to say and your mind goes blank? If it did, if it did happen, what's your recovery process? It happens before it happens almost in every tournament where like, you're like, you lose your train of focus and you just look like, okay, okay. So like what I do is if I, if I need to keep two, three seconds on silence, I will. And like, look at my notes or look at the page of what I'm reading, because I think that's the best way to just start speaking and saying gibberish that probably will go against you. Uh, so I just take three seconds, look at my notes. If I'm with my sister, that is my partner. Look at her. She have nothing to say. I just keep going. Uh, most of the time, what it works for me is if you don't know what to say or you lost your train of track, move to the next argument, move to the next subject. And then if you can go back to it. So like you, you can easily, you know, like remember while you are on another thing, because yeah, you never want to say something that you are not sure about because you will, we probably will go against you when they ask you questions or they, or then try to like refute your arguments. You say like, oh, you mentioned this and you're like, ah. Like you, you have to be sure of what you say or not just ramble on because everything you say counts. Actually, on that note, there was a story that happened to my friend who was in Japan. He had a Japanese class back in university and he went to the Japanese embassy to do a presentation in full in full Japanese. And he, he had it all written down, but he had to do it without reading. So he started the presentation and then it ended. And then everybody did a little weird clap. He went to go sit back down and his teacher said, that was good. But... You gave the introduction and then the conclusion. There was no middle. So you said, hi, my name is, and today I'm going to talk about, thank you for listening to me. <laughs> so his mind, his mind didn't blank. He just forgot a part, but it, it's, it was so smooth that he, it seemed like it was on purpose. So uh, yeah, that's a little story that, uh, for the going blank on stage and it's happened to me too many times. You've been to a couple events. Do you have a very memorable one, one that you really enjoyed? Uh, yeah, 
Yeah, I have one. Uh, for now, it's been like the best tournament. It was called Talk Hawk. It was in Las Positas uh, Community College. It was a few months ago. I forgot the exact date. Uh, but it was the first debate I won. Uh, the first tournament debate I won as a novice. I, I won it with my sister. We're doing partly. And it, the thing it was memorable, it wasn't a debate we have on our calendar, like in our year calendar. So it wasn't like really important for us. We just went there and like my coach told us at the end of the day, we weren't supposed to come to this tournament, uh, but we did it because of you and your sister, because we want to see what you guys have and like what, what you guys need to improve when we go to the biggers and uh, the and the important tournaments. And that it meant, it meant a lot for us because first of all, because we won, we won our first tournament and we have the trophy and we won it the way we want to win it. Like we won with like a strategy. None of our teammates have tried before. And second of all, it was because he showed me how much our coaches like were putting into me and my sister as debaters. Like they were like, yeah, we pay this tournament out of our, out of our money, out of our pocket. So we can see you guys debate and you can have some, you know, rounds and experience before the big tournaments. So yeah, it's been, it's been my favorite. I've been in nationals, been in LA and States and that's still my favorite. I still have the trophy in my desk. Uh, I see it almost every day. It's a it's a glass with like the talk hawk and the Las Positas colors there. It's not much, but it's No no, it is much. It's your victory. You worked hard for it and you won. And at least you say you see it every day, so I'm sure it gives you motivation to improve yourself, which is fantastic. Speaking of which, do you have any events in the future that you would you would love to attend? Yeah, we're we're we've been talking with like a team and uh uh, thankfully, like on the next season that it starts on the fall semester, our coach wants us to be like a national open debate. So like uh, open debate team. So we we're going to travel around across the nation. And he mentioned that if we do good and we uh, qualify, we can go to international tournaments. So he was think he was mentioned Germany and Hong Kong. And, um, and that's my goal. Like I'm going to go r- right to Hong Kong win that tournament or at least get like far enough to be able to be like i'm an international debater and you cannot tell me anything yeah. <laughs> that's, that's gonna be an awesome experience yeah i, I want to come back to united states and be like no you're wrong i'm an international debater just your argument is valid. and you could add it to your resume seeing i've debated yeah. here 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 and here and i can debate in any country try me yeah 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 i'm i'm around the world just 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 look for me just google me you will find him there what i also wanted to wonder was would you ever consider being a judge yeah uh so i i mean like i want to become a lawyer you know protect the environment the way i can but i know being a judge helps a lot when you are in settling cases or uh or appeals about some cases so yeah, if if I can, if I have the chance to become a judge, a right judge, I don't know, like uh, probably a judge in the a, a, EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency of the United States, or like a judge in any like international agency of protection, environmental protection, I will totally take the shot. And yeah, being a judge will be in my mind. Not for now. I have you know I have like the smaller goals I want to get. Uh, but yeah, it's it's there. It's there. It's flowing around there. I kind of made a mistake because I understand that you're studying in law and what I meant by judge, I meant a judge in uh, debating. But you know what? This is great that you said a judge as well. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, two types of judge. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh yeah, of course. Okay, yeah, we're, we're talking about debating. All right. <laughs> so uh, being a judge, yeah, we, usually when you become a debater, you become good enough to like go to like professional nationals. If you if you are into that, they will call you and they will pay you for it. And like I know my coaches, two of my like assistant coaches, they are college students. Uh, one is like my sister's age, and they're judges on nationals and states. So yeah, if I got the chance and you know I can make some money out of it, I will totally do it. Yeah. And I, I'm sure if you do become a judge, like for fun, as a hobby, for debating, I'm sure you're going to learn some stuff from watching other debaters do it. And I'm sure that's a way that most debaters do. They learn from other debaters while judging and they apply that skill to their own technique. Yeah. What are some misconceptions about people who debate? That we're just a bunch of geeks. And uh, I don't want to, I don't mean to offend anybody, but like nerds that just stay in the computer writing stuff and articles. Yeah, that's like every time I try to like share the team with like somebody or share, you know, the hobby with somebody is like, oh, so, you you know, your, your your team is like a bunch of, you know, people that just sit on the computer reading news, reading new uh, articles and just start typing stuff. And they just like start talking really fast. I'm like, no, we actually are, you know, cool people. Like we go to parties. We some of us are over 21. Then, you know, they go to clubs, they go to bars. We have fun. We're, some of us are in relationships or are not. We just have, you know, we have normal college life and debate. Like debate is our side thing, but we have normal college life. So yeah, every time I like, uh, I go to like, let's say a class at the end of the semester when I try to share the team with my classmates, the first thing I say, like, we are not a bunch of nerds I see behind a computer 24 seven doing research. We actually have a life. And yeah, that's a misconception. I think most of the people have about debating and debate teams yeah yeah it's my job to sit behind the computer for 24 7 recording this podcast <laughs> no i'm kidding i also have a life i have work this is not i don't sit in front of the screen all the time i'm not saying it's a bad thing whatever you do to make yourself happy you do to you but yeah you're absolutely right i don't i don't ever think debaters are nerds or geeks i just think there are sometimes people that i would like to have a debate with and i have no expectations of winning but i would still love to give it a try what would you say debating has taught you in life in life like i said before the confidence but also how to be flexible and how how to rearrange like on the spot so you know sometimes you can have like this great argument where you have your warrants you have your data and you're, you come into the room it's like they don't have anything against it or like you have you know a strategy i haven't been defeated in the last three rounds and you're gonna go against it like yeah i have this and then uh, they just destroy in five seconds. So you you need to learn how to be flexible and basically fight with what you have. So that's what taught me life. Like I go to I go to class, I go to the test, I go to work, and everything. You know, probably in the good mood or probably like thinking I'm gonna do this, and then something happens. It's like okay, okay, I have five seconds to rearrange my life, re rearrange my day, rearrange whatever I'm doing, how I'm gonna do it with what I have, and flexibility, quick thinking logic boom let's go let's do it let's win this round let's win this let's earn it and then let's keep moving forward no that's good i admire that as well um would you say what how would you describe the debating community around you the, there will be like two i don't want to say yeah the two faces it will be like out, out round it will be like the most friendly community i, I ever met it's like welcoming they always like like they always like new people they always, you know, try to speak to you, to you. They want to know about you. 
uh, like I have times where like I'm waiting before round starts, like outside the room and I just I'm speaking with somebody and they're like friendly, like, oh, where are you from? Where, uh, what college you, you go to? How many years have you been debating? How has been like the tournament for you? And just start talking and they start telling me like stories about, you know, the debate careers or the college and, and so on and so on. And it's like friendly, like sometimes I've been like, you know, shared like names and like numbers with some debaters and like, oh yeah, this is a cool person. And then like everybody's welcoming, everybody's friendly. And then it's the other phase when you go into a round and they start debating and you start debating. And it's like, if somebody sees like, oh, they're enemies forever and they've known since childhood and they've been uh, hating each other since childhood. So like on round, it's like the most aggressive person uh, people i ever met outside the round is like the most welcome and friendly per uh, people i ever met that's basically it. it's kind of like uh american wrestling the the tv like the tv shows where they're like very yeah. intense on the stage and they hate each other but off stage they're friends and they go to dinner together yeah, i'm sure it's the same thing yeah it's the same thing in debating yeah yeah that's that's basically you just you pretend to be aggressive and violent and and try to humiliate each other on round but outside round you shake hands you rub it off it's like okay let's go have some coffee <laughs> i like that i like that aspect that it's all for the fun it's you don't need yeah. to take it seriously well seriously during the debate but after that everything stays in the debate area it doesn't go outside um do you want to present this hobby to the world or keep it more for yourself so you don't want to be like oh hey it's diego tell us more about debating you'd be like no no i don't want to or yeah yeah come in i'll tell you all about it no i, I want to show it uh like you know i didn't know about it when i started college and i i wish i i knew about it sooner like in high school or something that way i could have like more experience and like more time to it because as soon as college is done, you're not debating anymore. But yeah, we'll, I would like to show it. I always try to show it uh, to whoever can, to my friends, to be like, if, if I I'm start talking to somebody and I was like, hey, you actually make, you know, logic arguments, like you connect whatever idea you have, you put your warrant and your conclusion and so on and so on. It's like, hey, you wanna, you wanna try a debate team? I've been trying to recruit some friends of mine. Uh, but yeah, I wanna show it also because there's a ton, a ton of money into debating. Like people think that debating just for fun or like debating just for like a hobby, but that what they understand is the amount of scholarships universities offers to debaters. Like it's so much money there is in game. Like if you're a good debater, you can get full rights to whatever school you want to. And yeah, so like, I, I think like me being part of a community college when like a lot of people either don't have the resources or trying to like save some money to transfer to a, a four-year college they, and they don't know about debate. And they, yeah, it's like this is an opportunity where you can basically, if you put the work, you put the dedication, you can basically find the money to pay for whatever college you want. So yeah, the most I can spread it to the world, the most I can tell college students like, hey, debate is there, give it a try. If you like it, it will get, it will be paid off either in experience and adventures because you get to travel, you get to meet new people or either money and scholarships and you can get and go to whatever college you want. But yeah, I wouldn't spread it, show to people, show people like the good thing. And the most people that know about it, the I think is the better for the community and for the teams and for everybody. And either way, I feel like debating is a great life experience where whether you continue to pursue debating later on in the future or not you could apply that for finding new jobs and apply to pretty much everything in life because it, it not only teaches you how to speak your argument but also to listen 
on what other people have to say and work your thoughts around that, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. You never know when you need the skills to like, you know, convince your boss that you weren't late that day. And then, like, <laughs> yeah, like you need an extra three day holiday. So it's like, let me show you why. Here's my argument. I don't know if it's going to work if you have kids and try to convince them to eat their vegetables. I yeah, think <laughs> well, I think like kids are like the best debaters they ever have because there's no way you're going to convince a kid about something. <laughs> like they're already set. And yeah, nobody will do it. The biggest challenge of life. Um, yeah. What would you say is your big was your biggest challenge when you first started debating? Speak, yeah, speaking, talking, getting the structure like getting the structure done on a speech. So when when you debate, you have your structure, you have your you, know, you can say your plan, how we solve, what it needs to solve, and then like advantages and like what it makes it unique, how it links to your plan, and like what are the impacts. For me, learning that and how to apply it and actually learning how it works was the hardest part. I just thought it was like labels, like, you know, point one, point two, point three, but no, it's actually, I have, they have a meaning and they have like, you can play with it. So you can be like, ah, your uniqueness is not unique and you destroy it or like your is you can be delinked. So like those are terms like I didn't understand. So learning that and how to like how to apply it and like on the speech while I'm talking was the hardest part. I, I spent like a semester trying to learn it, and then on my second semester I didn't have any idea, and then at the end of my second semester I started catching up, catching up, and then in my third semester is when like started finally blooming and I started learning all these new strategies and ideas and arguments like I start making. It's like ah, if I knew this before, if I you know I've understand it before, I could be like few uh like month in advance of whatever i'm doing now so yeah okay and has that still stayed the same challenge today or your challenge somewhat evolved it's still kind of the same challenge but it's more because we're going more into depth into that so like at the beginning what well, like the basic structure what it means what the what is the function and now it's like okay how you can use these how can like your internal link story will help to your impact or how you can overpower a uniqueness or how link like how you can delink this disadvantage or advantage in this way and and so on and so on so like those are terms like you you use that i didn't understand so like we're going more into depth into this into a, each term so that's how we've been advancing but it's kind of like the same challenge it's like i'm trying to learn all these new strategies into the structure of debating that I want to use on, on speech and on debate and not just keep with the basics. And you're still young, so you have a lot of time to learn. And I have no doubt that yeah. you're going to conquer the world with debating or you're going to debate your way to the top. That's, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the plan. Just debate the way all the way to law school and make out path bar and debate, keep debating all the way until safe environment. You know what? I love that. I really do. <laughs> uh, the, the next questions I'm going to ask you are going to be Maybe a little weird, but feel free to answer them the way you want. Has debating ever helped you relaxed when you're feeling stress? <laughs> yeah, no, not like a relax. I, I would not say like a relaxation, like when you go to like a spa, you're like chilling <laughs> in the pool. But it's more like it kept my mind out of stuff. So like there was a couple months ago, I was going to like some personal issues. Uh, and it was, you know, like I was lacking motivation to like go to school, go to work. And like we were preparing for a national tournament, the last tournament of the season that it was in LA. And like uh, so there were some times I didn't want to get out of bed. And like actually getting like the only thing that get me up to like start working was like I need to get my debate stuff done. 
And that's what kept me up. And then like when I went to a tournament, like just being in the tournament, it was like leaving the tournament, leaving my house, it was really hard. It's like how oh, I'm going to like, you know, a hotel room and like probably it's gonna be stressed and all that stuff. I don't know if I, I, I if I can handle it. But being in that tournament, like open, like relaxed and like like let my mind have like that freedom and like space that it needed out of what all these issues that I was going through and just debate my way through it. And like after the, the tournament, when I came back home, it was like, I feel way better and I can deal with these issues. I just need, you know, I just needed that kind of like vacation time of whatever I was going through that day. So yeah, it's been, it, that situation helped me. And I think there's a lot of people like also debate, like any other hobby, uh, it helps you because you just take your mind off whatever you're going through and it just helps you to relax and concentrate on something that you really like. No, it's good that it's a stress reliever. It takes off all the weight off your chest. It's like if you were to yell into a pillow, but instead you just debate. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Instead of a pillow, you're yelling to a person. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure they appreciate that too. On the flip side, I'm sure I already know the answer to this. Has debating ever stressed you out? That's no <laughs> moment than when you stand up to start speaking on your on your first or like on your round like i always stand up get my computer or my paper take a deep breath i, I have like a routine take a deep breath look at the judge in the eyes take a, another deep breath told myself like okay let's do it and then start but those like 10 seconds are like the most stressful like when you're just waiting for like i don't know a score or something is like stress is all the way to the top and then as soon as i start it just goes down but yeah before a round, it's like the most stressful moment of everything. It's kind of like a teapot on the stove where it's just, yeah. And so yeah, I know exactly the feeling. I had the same feeling when you're starting a race, you're waiting for those, that buzzer to go, or when you're doing a presentation, you're waiting till the professor says go. But before that, you're like, okay, okay. You're getting heated up and then boom, it all disappears. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how it feels. <laughs> Do you have any word of advice for anyone who might be interested in this hobby? Yeah, just the, I know, uh, I, I'd say on personal experience, the first month, month or the first semester even, uh, it's going to be complicated. It's going to be confu confusing most of the time because if you go to like a college team, it's not going to be like, here are the, the, the new people and the, the returners or like the old team, like the old people are going to be in a separate room. It's all together because we're all prepping together because we're all going to the same tournament. Uh, so it's like, while the coach is telling this and that, and everybody is like paying attention or everybody's like asking questions or like going with the flow and you're like, what are they talking about? Like, what is your nickname? You know, what, what, what is solvency? What solvency means? Uh, I know how confusing is that it, uh, I would say just the best question is like, ask, like always raise your hand, talk to a coach, uh, talk to somebody, one of the debaters. Uh, I don't think anybody will be like, oh no, you're a new guy. Don't talk to me. Everybody's going to be like, yeah, let me show you all this in my team. That's how it was. Ask uh, and like keep be disciplined, you know, stay, stay there. Don't just get discouraged in the first week or so. If you put the dedication and the time, it's going to, you know, it's going to be worth it at the end. If you want to chase, you know, that scholarship, you want to, that trophy, you want that tournament, that recognition, just stick to it. And don't let any of the weird terms, because we use a ton of weird terms, like words and people haven't, don't use at all, like uniqueness, link, topicality, theory, critique, 
internal link story, impact calculus, all that stuff. Like you probably, like people probably don't know. It's like, just stick to it. If you need to write it down, write it down, but just, yeah, be, be calm. Don't get discouraged. It's not a bunch, uh, a bunch of weirdos just talking gibberish. Just, yeah, stick to it. Dedication, I would say. There's a few points you made where ask questions and you're absolutely right. There is never a wrong question to ask or bad questions because everything, every question people are asking are questions they want answers to, to improve their debating. And yeah. you also mentioned the aspect that your community or your debate group is very welcoming. And I feel like most debate groups, I could be wrong, but most of them are very welcoming. So it's that community aspect you were talking about. So everybody's friendly. Everybody wants to see everybody improve. So like you said, just go out there, give it a try, practice in front of a mirror, maybe <laughs> debate maybe. with yourself. You might win or lose. I don't know how that's going to work out in front of a mirror, <laughs> but yeah, uh, do a recording debate against Google home assistant. See if that works. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Try if you can uh, beat Alexa or Siri. be like, Siri, you're wrong. You're, you're still my information. Yeah. yeah. And then, <laughs> and then yeah. Siri, and Siri's like, let me Google that. Or Google will say <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let me make sure about it. Now, do you have any social media links or website that you would like to share? My team, as, as itself, doesn't have any social media, but you can always look for like the NFALD, uh, um, the National Forensic Association website that you have all the information uh, about like what it is, how it is, the topics, and NPDA, uh, the National uh, Poly Debate Association that like, you can learn about it, the tournaments, the teams, how to, how to join. There's no much like social media, like kind of things that I know of. I try to like look for it, like look for a team website or anything, but we don't, we don't have any, just, I will say like, if you want, if you want to see videos, just go to YouTube, type NFA nationals, 2018, 2017, 2016 debate, uh, whatever you can put poly, you can put LD, you can put uh, policy and you will see videos and, and on it, but it's not, I don't think there's like a specific site you can look for. Okay. So basically a bunch of resources on the internet and you can find it there. And do you have any personal social media links for yourself? So let's say Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, anything you want people to follow your debating journey? Uh, yeah, I've been trying lately. I've been trying like on my Instagram, most of it, like posts about, you know, tournaments. I post like pictures of like when I go to nationals, when I go to uh, states, it's not like more like relate debating, just like, you know, posting pictures with like my team and everything. But yeah, it's, uh, it will be Instagram. It will be like D Pies, my last name, P as potato, A E C. And then it will be D Pies 519. You can follow me on Instagram. And uh, yeah, I think that will be like the most debate related social media I have. The other one is Twitter, where I basically just retweet and like dog pictures. So that's all. No, you know what? This is great. It, of course, everybody's social media is not focus solely on their hobby there's a vi wide variety of things because people are not one-sided stories or one-sided characters you can be interested in many different things and if the more they learn about you the more they can appreciate what you're saying today and realize hey he's a normal human he's not a geek or nerd as you say some people may think but i don't think that but the idea that we're so diverse we have like many different things which shows that we're human now yeah. I'm going to put all, sorry, by the way, I'm going to put all that information below so you guys can follow him. You can check out those websites so you can learn more about debating. Do you have any questions for me about debating? Yeah. So have you ever heard or watched an LD round or a policy round? I have not watched a policy round. How does that go? So the reason I'm asking is that because 
most of people think like a debate round is just people just arguing like with turns so like i say my arguments they, they say their arguments like talking but w when they come to like an ld or policy round most of it is like speed reading so like is picking fast like faster the faster side you can so yeah i just i just want to know if, like you if you knew anything about it uh, yeah we'll say just look like look for a video or anybody that here this and after the podcast just look go to youtube college debate ld round nationals are you like seeing people you will not understand a word <laughs> it's so fast it's almost impossible to keep track so yeah well see like when i was thinking about debates I've, i'm sure i've seen certain videos well i wasn't sure what they were called but certain videos about debating and i do kind of remember them speaking really quick quickly because i thought them or it could be a misconception but the idea that they had to th fit in everything they can within a certain amount of time like you're saying you did 12 pages for in seven minutes but uh, I didn't know if that was an actual, there was an actual term for that, but I did find it impressive. And there was some, probably just one video I saw. I'm sure after this podcast, like you said, I'm going to go look it up and see if I can put the speed of YouTube like at 0.5 so I can somewhat <laughs> understand what they're saying. Would that make sense? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Pro probably. I don't know. There, there's some debaters that are like fast. They just start reading and reading and reading, and like you think you get you get it clear, but then it was like, oh, wait, wait. I, he just wrote two pages, and I, I don't know what he's talking about. And is there somebody typing all this down? So there's a written version of this, or no? E yeah. So <laughs> wow. usually, usually, like for like LD, and I know for policy they do it. You have a briefcase when you have like all your arguments or like news articles and stuff. Uh, for like last season, we have a briefcase. Like we have like two, three uh, affirmative cases uh, in case, and two negative ones, and like the extensions and like more news articles and information about it. Our case and our, our community college doesn't have a lot of, of funding, so it wasn't a, that big. Uh, but it, our case was like six hundred pages long. Wow. Yeah, and we carry that to every tournament, 600 pages long. But I know, like, you know, the big, uh, big college, big universities like UOP, Western Kentucky, uh, UCLA, and all the, the, all the big ones, they have tons of files. Ton, like, it's so much, like, they cannot bring paper anymore because they, they are all having a computer. But yeah, you always, like, in LD and policy, I know you're reading from a page because it's part of the rules that you need to provide evidence. So they're mostly they're just reading from the computer. But yeah, sometimes it's too much, like, you just scroll into pages of information, scrolling, 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 doesn't stop. And you, you need to type that. So yeah. Do you keep your uh, old debates in your computer or you delete them saying, okay, I'm done with this, I'm moving on? I Right now I have everything I have on uh, just because you never know when you when you can use it in the future. So like I have briefcases about like the new Green Deal. I have briefcases about uh, NATO. I have brief briefcases about about uh, Cyber Command. That was the topic for last last season on LD. And they, they're talking about, you know, uh, rules of engagement or cyber biosecurity. I always have that because you never know when you can probably use parts of it into a new case and it will make your life a little bit easier. So yeah, I still have the paper. I should throw away the paper, or at least recite. I I'm gonna reuse it for my new case, like printing on the other page. That's what I've been thinking. But digitally, like on my computer, my Google Docs, I still have like five gigabytes of stuff for a debate. So yeah. Wow. So you got enough for reusing it in the future for any debate. You have enough information for any type of debate, which which is great. So remind me never to get into a debate with you without preparing beforehand. <laughs> 
Uh, so yeah, there you have it. Another body with a hobby. Thank you so much, Diego, for coming onto the show and sharing your knowledge with not only me, but also the listeners. If you want to learn more about Diego, you can go check out him on Instagram, Twitter. I'll put those in the description below. He's also going to send me the link, so I'll share those as well. If you'd like to be on my podcast or have any questions at all, you can send me an email at timeforyourhobby at gmail.com. And of course, if you think this episode is going to be helpful for anybody, by all means, share with them because a little debate never hurt anybody, right? So maybe that's going to be their new hobby. So yeah, once again, thank you so much, Diego. No, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, it was it was great planning for this, trying to like put my hobby out. I hope a lot of people enjoy it. I hope a lot of people give it a try. It's a good experience. And yeah, if you're part of a, a Delta College, if you hear this, hit debate, uh, the debate team, hit the De- uh, Dark Horse debate team. I will help you through it. Just look for me. I will, I will help you go through it, help you all you need. And yeah, thank you for the opportunity. Look at that. Diego is very welcoming. Just make sure to approach him like a human. Don't yell at him. Hey, Diego, I heard you on the podcast. Make me part of your team. He's a human. Yeah. Just approach him <laughs> kindly and gently. So yeah, uh, until the next episode, make some time for your hobby. Take care.